Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is hand. H-A-N-D. Really? You bet your life! It's Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood and brought to you by the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers, the dealers who have on display the outstanding DeSoto Automatic with fully automatic power flight transmission and the all-new Plymouth, your best buy in the low-priced field. And now, here he is, the one, the only... <laughs> Louder, please. Oh, that's me. <laughs> Well, here I am again with $1,500 for one of our couples. Who's first, George? Well, Groucho, we have a young married couple for you. They volunteered just before the show started. So, Lieutenant and Mrs. Puses, would you come in, please, and meet Groucho Marx? Welcome, welcome to your bet your life. Say the secret word and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Lieutenant and Mrs. Irving Puses, eh? Lieutenant, what kind of a name is Puses, sir? It's a Polish name. Oh. What part of Poland are you from? I was born in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> is that behind the Iron Curtain now? <laughs> Mrs. Uh, Puses, huh? Uh, what is your first name? My first name is Kelly. Kelly, huh? Kelly Puses, huh? Is there anything like Kelly Poole? Well, I don't know. What is Kelly Poole? What is Kelly Poole? Well, yes. that's uh, something that you play with little numbers, and you each, everyone gets a number. And if you hit the ball that corresponds to this little number, why, that's Kelly Poole. Oh, thank you. You're quite welcome. <laughs> I used to be a bum on Vine Street. That's all I <laughs> How old are you, Luke? 29. 29. What uh, branch of the Army are you in? Uh, I'm in the medical corps, Groucho. I'm a doctor. Oh, you're a doctor. Yes. Huh? I should have known you were a doctor. Isn't there some uh, symbol on your uniform there? Yes, you can tell by my caduceus. <laughs> Well, if you keep your head tilted back, nobody will notice. <laughs> now, uh, what is the caduceus? Well, the caduceus is the symbol that stands for a physician. Oh, yeah. I see. I've seen that symbol. It's a picture of a man in a white coat endorsing cigarettes, isn't it? <laughs> no, actually, that man you see endorsing cigarettes is, is an actor, you know whose medical background consists of a card, an actor's equity, and two aspirins. <laughs> now, uh, tell us, what does a caduceus look like? Well, you can see it here on the lapel. It's a staff with the wings on the top and two serpents entwined around the staff. Oh, that's all very plain. Next time I see a caduceus, I'll run for my life. <laughs> Doc, I notice you've got some ribbons on your clavicle. <laughs> we stole that from February G. and Molly. That's it. Favorite word. Could you tell us what some of them are for? Those uh, the uh, red one, uh, Groucho, is the Bronze Star. The uh, middle one is the Korean campaign with the three Battle Star campaigns, and the end one is the United Nations uh, ribbon. The top is the Combat Medics badge. Oh. You got the Bronze Star. Huh? Yeah. Well, Kelly, I know most veterans are fairly modest. Would you tell us uh, why he got a medal? Well, the Bronze Star was given for his tour of duty in Korea. Uh, one of the incidents was the work that 
Irv did on Pork Chop Hill, where he worked three days and three nights without sleep. You know, there are a great many heroes in battle, in, in, in addition to the men who do the shooting. And I think we got one of them right here. Put it there, kid. Well, you're a charming couple, and I wish you lots of happiness. And now let's play You Bet Your Life. Now, we've added an additional gimmick tonight. If at any time you feel that you have enough money or that you have more money than you feel the other couples are going to get, you can quit without jeopardizing what you have left. Is that clear? You selected sports. And remember, the more the question is worth, the harder it is. Fifty. Fifty. Who is called the Dean of American Sports Writers? That'd be Henry McElmore? No, he's a good one. But it's Gramlin Rice. Well, you um, lost half of your original bankroll, which was $100, so you now have $50. Now, uh, now which question do you want? Sixty. Sixty. What team won the 1952 and 1953 professional football championships? Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions is correct. You now have $110. Now, which question do you want? Seventy. Seventy. What do you call the man who calls the cadence on a rowing team? Toxin. That's right. You now have $180. Now, uh, you can quit now. You can go ahead. You take the 80. 80. All right. Who holds the Royals pole vault record? Uh, Paul Richards. No, I'm sorry. It's Cornelius Warmadan. And you wind up with $90. Well, that's not too bad. Thanks and good luck from the Minnesota Plymouth George, who's next? Well, Groucho, we invited some women who work for a specialty store to the program tonight. And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Mrs. Ruth Mitchell and her partner, Mr. Paul Searles, as an interesting occupation. So, folks, would you come in, please, and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, welcome to your bet your life. Say the secret word and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Mrs. Ruth Mitchell, that, that's you. Uh, where, where are you from? I'm Magnum Company at, uh, in Los Angeles. Oh, Magnum's, huh? You were born in Magnum's department store? I didn't know they delivered. Huh? <laughs> I presume you were born in the infants department, huh? I, I meant, uh, where were you? Where are you from originally? Well, I came here from Denver. Uh, Denver. When I was three years old. Oh, I see. Huh? Do you do you have a husband? Yes, I do. I do. I Been lucky. married to him for thirty-one years. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, you don't look old enough to. Oh, I'm a I grandmother. thought you were thirty-one. You were a grandmother. Uh huh. I have three grandchildren. Is that so? Gee. I didn't know that. Uh, then you must have had children of your own, huh? <laughs> That's right. I'm son and daughter. Mm-hmm. Paul uh, Sales, huh? That's right. You better be pretty careful how I talk to you. You must be over eight feet, aren't you? Oh, no. Only six foot three. Is that so? Where's your home, Paul? In Washington. Washington? Another homeless Democrat, eh? Oh, in the state of Washington. Oh, well, Washington's in an awful state right now, you know. <laughs> What part of Washington are you from? From Tootle, Washington. Uh, I beg your pardon. What was that again? From Tootle. Uh, why do you tootle? There's nobody on the track here. Oh, Nobody's tootled at me for years, you know. 
Well, stop tootling, Paul, and tell me tell me where you're from. Huh? I'm from Tootle. We have a population up there of about 50 men and hundreds and thousands of deer and elk. Is that so? What, what sort of work do you do up there? I work for Warehouse Timber Company. I'm in the saw sharpening department. We sharpen the saws to cut the trees with. Oh. Is that a pretty big outfit, the uh, Weyerhauser or whatever it's One called? of the biggest in the world. Is that so? Never heard of them, huh? You haven't heard much. No. <laughs> you know, there's a quiz later, you know. <laughs> You're jeopardizing this woman's grandchildren, huh? <laughs> now, uh, how did you happen to become a, a lumberjack, Paul? Oh, I... <laughs> Were you fond of toothpicks as a child? Oh, no, I am fond of saws. I started with saws, a saw when huh? I was just a boy. Are you pretty handy with a saw? Oh, I think so. I've held the world championship with a hand saw for the last 21 years. Wait a minute. Here's fifty dollars for you and fifty for <laughs> Thank you, Paul. You, <laughs> you said the secret word. I forgot what was it. What was it? Hand. Hand. Oh, I didn't so. Congratulations. <laughs> well, tell us about this saw thing, huh? You say you won the world championship with a hand saw? That's right. Well, that that's quite an achievement, isn't it? Huh? Well, uh, we think so. That is our. How long does it take to saw one of those big logs in two? And what is the circumference of one of those logs? My best record this year was on a 30-inch log. It took me one minute and 17 seconds to cut that in half. You saw it in, uh, in one minute and 15 seconds? One minute and 17 seconds. Oh. I saw it a putty cat the other day. Huh? <laughs> That's pretty fast time, Paul. You're not Paul Sears. You're, you're really Paul Bunyan, aren't you? Why do you keep cutting the trees down if you're so crazy about them? Riddle me that. Oh, so you'll have a chair to sit on? <laughs> well, I have a chair to sit on. Why do you have to keep on cutting the trees down? Well, you've got to have a house to live in. You've got to have paper to read. You've got to have doors, windows, everything that's made out of wood. You've got to have them. If it wasn't for that, you wouldn't have all these articles. I live in a cave. Well, you've got to have a door. We'll make a wooden door for it. No, I use a rock at the front door. <laughs> and I write hieroglyphics on the on the wall, on the stone. After a while, I'll show you my basket. Huh? <laughs> not, not you. I'm talking to Paul. Over there. <laughs> you keep out of this. You're a grandmother. <laughs> well, you may be a lumberjack, old boy, but I, I'm far from stumped. <laughs> now, what are you doing for conservation? Isn't it true that our forests are being denuded? No, it's right. not. It is not. Absolutely not, not. We are going all out for conservation. We plant trees as we cut them. The wind blows the seed all over. What do you mean? You plant the same tree that you cut? <laughs> no, no. We plant seeds, or natural reforestation is, comes from the seed of trees that are still standing. We oh. cut in blocks. We'll leave a block of timber standing, and that will be reforested on what we have cut. If that doesn't do the job, the squirrels, they help us out. They'll go out and pack a little seed around and dig down and bury it so they'll have something next winter. Sometimes they forget it, and that grows into a tree. A squirrel grows into a tree? Well, I don't think so, but his seed does. And they think those squirrels are nuts, huh? (laughs) Well, Paul, I'm I'm glad to know that the big lumber companies are doing something to preserve the forest for the future. And it's a very important part of our whole heritage, and we should take good care of it. That's right. I would like to go on talking to you two, but uh, it's time to win some money. Now, you win more than our other couples, and you'll get a chance at the big money. 
In the race for the $1,500, Lieutenant and Mrs. Pusis won $90, and the secret word is hand. Now, let's see how much money you can make. Uh, you selected the animal kingdom, and remember, the more the question is worth, the harder it is. 60? 60. 60. All right. What is the name of the small lizard that is able to change its color to match its surroundings? Beetle monster? Oh. Talk it over. Chameleon. Oh, that's right. Chameleon, I think, Chameleon. is the way it's called. You now have $160. Now, what do you, what do you want? 60. And remember, this time yeah. before you talk up, one answer yeah. between you. Okay. Or I may have to yeah. chop you down. Mm-hmm. What is it, 70, did you say? Mm-hmm. All right. What is another name for the one-humped camel? A dromedary? That's right. A dromedary is right. You now have $230. Now, what is your pleasure? You can quit. You can go ahead. 80. 80? Okay. What is the word for the young of geese? What are baby geese called? Goslings. Goslings is right. (laughs) You now have $310. 100. 100. All right. What kind of animal... Is a merino, M E R I N O. Come on, time's a waste. If you don't know, take rat? a guess. It's a, a reptile rat. No, it's a sheep. Sheep? Oh. Yes. Well, you lost half of your bankroll, so you wind up with $155. Well, that's not too bad. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth deal. George, who's next? Well, Groucho, uh, we have an Irish housewife and a man with an interesting occupation for you now, and they're coming in right now, I believe. Mrs. Abby Donovan and Mr. Ward Kimball, would you come in, please, and meet Groucho Marx. Well, welcome. Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Say the secret word, and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, uh, something you see every day. <laughs> Mrs. Uh, Abby Donovan, you're the Irish housewife, eh? That's right, Groucho. Uh, which part of Brooklyn are you from? Uh... Well, I'm from County Cork, Ireland. From County Cork, huh? Well, I haven't pulled one of those out of a bottle in a long time. (laughs) How long since you left the old side? Well, it's about um, 30 years. 30 years, Mm -hmm. huh? How old were you when you left? I was a little girl, Groucho. One of the old Irish blonde, yeah. I've got a little Irish in me myself, you know, huh? I had an Irish stool for lunch today. (laughs) Let's see, who who are you again, uh? Uh, Ward Kimball. Ward Kimball. Uh, where, where are you from, uh, Ward? Originally from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh-huh. <laughs> Somebody out there from Jacksonville, huh? <laughs> Why did you leave Minneapolis? Well, it got too cold for us, so we came to California. Well, I came to California because it got too hot for me. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you work for, Ward? Walt Disney. You work for Disney? Oh, I thought your face was familiar. Are you the duck or the mouse? No, I'm a, an animator and director out there. Oh, a director? Oh, you'll direct. keep my mouth shut. I may want a job out there. If you ever need a rat, why, give me a ring. <laughs> what does a cartoonist do in his spare time? Do you have any uh, hobbies, Mr. Kimball? Uh, well, one of my hobbies, Groucho, is trains. Trains, huh? Electric or (laughs) wind-up? No, I have three full-size Baldwin locomotives and four big coaches. In the house? In my backyard. 
You must have a pretty big backyard, huh? Well, not too big. It's about three acres. Oh. Well, you say you have uh, steam engines out there? Well, yes. can you go to Chicago? <laughs> no, uh, my railroad uh, is only 650 feet long. Well, what's the idea of having a full-size railroad that won't go to Chicago? I don't understand that. Well, I, I tell you, one of the railroads was selling one of its uh, passenger coaches, which was 40 feet long, for 50 bucks. And uh, so I bought it. You see, I can't resist a bargain. You paid $50 for this coach? $50. You know what Notre Dame just paid for that coach? <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Irish Mail. They have a coach there. But uh, tell us about uh, some more about your railroad, board. Well, we call it the Grizzly Flats Railroad. My wife calls it the White Elephant Line, but she goes along with it. But you, you couldn't go to Chicago in this, huh? No, we couldn't go to Chicago. Wouldn't it be cheaper to just uh, go on the train and go to Chicago and have all this stuff in the backyard? Well, um, how much money have you got tied up in this uh, folly out there in the backyard? Huh? Well, I paid $400 for the big locomotive. That's 40 feet long, and I paid... You know what? You can go to Chicago and the Santa Fe for about $70. <laughs> You'd have saved $330 right there. And your wife would have had some respect for you, and you'd have been in Chicago. <laughs> I just don't understand you at all. <laughs> what do you do for excitement in the... Now, you have a full-size railroad. I play the trombone. <laughs> I was only trying to be funny. <laughs> don't pay any attention to me. Do you play in a band, or do you play for the amusement of the neighbors? Well, well I... I assume by this time I've fairly decided opinions about you. <laughs> You play it on the train, or uh... no? I play with a jazz band. I'm the leader and first trombonist of the Firehouse Five Plus Two. Oh. <laughs> That's a very famous musical outfit, isn't it? Why do you call it the Firehouse Five Plus Two? I never did understand that. Because eh? there's seven of us. <laughs> You know, and everybody thought the Marx Brothers were crazy. <laughs> well, I must say you're an extraordinary young man, Ward, with a lot of talent. And since you play the trombone, do you could you whip out a little Dixieland for us here? Well, I don't know, Groucho. Um, I, I could know try. You, uh, you don't I have didn't a bring trombone on you, huh? No. <laughs> George, you think you could uh, swipe a trombone from the orchestra out there? Don't wake any of them up. Be careful when you go out there. <laughs> I'm surprised you only have one trombonist in your orchestra. I'm surprised any of them show up. <laughs> now, Abby, do you think you could contribute anything to this extravaganza we're, we're getting up? Do you, do you sing or dance? Well, I could dance a little Irish jig. An Irish jig? Uh-huh. Maybe the Irish washerwoman. Have you ever played the Irish washerwoman? That's a tough one. That's like playing the bee or something. Trombone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you see, if you'd have gone to Chicago, you'd have picked that up. <laughs> well, warm, warm it up a little. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> Could you give us a reasonably accurate facsimile of the Irish washerwoman? B flat, boys. If the boys played with you, huh? All right, downbeat, Mr. Kimball, huh? <laughs>
Send us to Chicago, eh? Boy, that was wonderful. And Abby, St. Patrick would be proud of you if he was here today. With that firehouse music and that Irish dance, we just chased all the snakes out of Los Angeles. <laughs> well, I'd like to pursue this conversation. <laughs> the time has come to, to make some money. In the race for the $1,500, the lumberjack and his partner are leading with $155. Now, uh, let's see how much money you can make. You selected a movie quiz. And remember, the more the question is worth, the harder it is. All you have to do is beat our other couplers, and you get a chance at the big money. And you can quit any time you want, or if you think you have more than the other couple. How about now? <laughs> you can even quit now if you want. Oh, you've got, oh, don't forget, you have a starting with a bankroll of $100. I'll stay. That's your nest egg. <laughs> All right, now, what question do you want? A $10 one, $60, 80 100 Take your choice. Well, I think we'll start about halfway, 50 halfway. bucks. All right, Olivia de Havilland has an equally famous sister. What is her name? Um, Talk it over. Remember your partners. Well, let's see. Um, Boy, I know it. She's a smirk. Yeah. Well, it's Joan Fontaine. Oh, yeah. And if you just got out of that backyard once in a while... <laughs> Can't pick up things like Joan Fontaine riding around a fake engine in a backyard. <laughs> I tried it. Now what do you want to go for? You've lost half your bank. Well, you now have fifty dollars. Boy, my kids are going to sure laugh at me. <laughs> I hope they laugh at me. <laughs> they don't. I'm in a fine fix. Forty bucks. Forty dollars. Who played the monster in Frankenstein? Boris Karloff. That's right, Boris Karloff. <laughs> You now have $90. You now have $90. And what do you wish to try? We'll take a crack at that 60 one. You take a crack at the 60 one? Yeah. It is very nice. Uh, Walter Disney. Oh, you dirty crook. <laughs> That's all right. I, I won't know the answer. Walt Disney made a feature, feature-length cartoon that included such characters as Jiminy Cricket, Figaro, and Stromboli. Figaro! What was the name of this picture? That's so easy, I hate to mention it. Pinocchio. Uh, Pinocchio is right. <laughs> You now have $150. You have $150. Do you wish to continue or do you wish to cease? Let's try that uh, $70. 70 Blake Lancaster made a picture that was filmed in the Fiji Islands. What is the name of it? Talk it over. Crimson Park. No, His Majesty O'Keefe. And you wind up with $75. Well, thanks and good luck for the social limited. <laughs> that means that the lumberjack and his partner with $155 in just one minute get the chance of the DeSoto Plymouth $1,500 question. Friends, most people like to do things the easy way. That's why you'll enjoy driving a new DeSoto Automatic, equipped with DeSoto full-time power steering. When you turn the steering wheel of a car equipped with ordinary steering, it is actually your muscular strength hauling your wheels around. But DeSoto full-time power steering takes over to do literally all of the work for you, to make turning those wheels a lot easier. And I hope you've noticed I say DeSoto full-time power steering. That means it works for you all of the time. Not just some of the time, as some other power steering units. But DeSoto full-time power steering 
goes to work for you as soon as you start your engine. Doesn't cut on and off, as do other types. Wait until you park with DeSoto full-time power steering. You'll find it actually makes parking a cinch. So visit your DeSoto Plymouth dealer tomorrow and try DeSoto full-time power steering for yourself. It's another one of the many reasons why we say DeSoto puts you ahead automatically. For the finest car yet, you should drive, you should get the DeSoto Automatic. Remember the dealer who sells the stunning DeSoto Automatic also sells the high-style Plymouth. Now, here's the winning couple, Groucho, the lumberjack and his partner, all set for the DeSoto Plymouth $1,500 question. Well, Paul, here's your chance to chop down $1,500 here. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully and please no help from the audience. Let's see how well you remember recent history. In January of 1952, a freighter sank off the southwest coast of England after a heroic 12-day effort by our captain, Henry Carlson, to save her. For $1,500, what was the name of Captain Carlson's ship? Talk it over. All right, what's the answer you two have decided upon? Take a guess. Uh, Strag- uh, the it's a Norwegian name. It's the Flying Enterprise. Enterprise. <laughs> well, that means the big question next week will be worth $2,000. Well, you lost the big money, but uh, how much did they win the quiz, Joe? Well, they won $155 in the quiz. Well, congratulations, and thanks Thank to you. both of you Thank and you. to all of our contestants on the show tonight. <laughs> sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at the same time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $2,000. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also brought to you by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember that the dealers who sell the outstanding 1954 DeSoto Automatic with fully automatic power flight transmission also have on display the remarkable new Plymouth, engineered and built to be your best buy in the low-priced field. DeSoto, Plymouth. Two great new cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember, just be sure to see the DeSoto Automatic. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Traffic control begins at your wheel. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jack Meekin. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. You Bet Your Life is heard by our armed forces throughout the world. (laughs) 